This is a Glass Box Media Podcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. There is a space between reality and fantasy. Between light and dark. Between rational and irrational. In this space, there are stories. This story is called A Brief Love Memoir of a Cemetery Troll. Life and death are most extraordinary. There was a noise, something soft and drawn out, like the purring of a cat. I woke up, stretching gently and looking around. It was pitch dark, and a familiar smell of fresh soil filled my dried-out lungs. And I yawned, plucking off a tiny worm that happened to come upon my ear as I slept. Happily, I put the worm into my mouth and chewed slowly, enjoying the snack. I peeked over the edge of the ground and saw that a little bat was buzzing above me, looking lost as ever. Licking my lips, I jumped up, my long arm extending quickly for the bat. But I was still sleepy, still too tired to enjoy my usual agility. I missed, and the bat flew off, screaming for its mother and utterly terrified. I jumped back into the hole in the ground and rolled in the soil lazily, enjoying the coldness of it on my thick, scaly skin. Of course, I should start with the introduction. Most take them for granted, but I, being a perfect gentleman, like to make things most pleasant and official. I am what is called a cemetery troll, and my purpose is nothing more than looking after those poor perished souls that still wander these grounds. Searching their own tombstones for answers. <laughs> Silly dead. <gasps> if only they knew that what keeps them so miserable is the very same thing that kept them in pretty similar state back when they were among the living. <laughs> but they don't listen to a mere troll when I happen to whisper into one of their ears, trying to help out, being a perfect gentleman that I am. All the dead ever do is shush me away and kick at me, irritated that a mere troll should deem it acceptable to provide unsolicited advice. The dead always have their peculiarities, and I, a mere troll, don't meddle in their business too much. Leave the dead to their misery and unfinished business. I have lived at this cemetery for as long as I can remember. Us trolls, we are ancient creatures, so our memories often fail us. For instance, if you were to ask a regular troll, and those are plentiful, how old they are, the answer you will generally get is a mere thousand years old. 
All trolls know that this is a wrong answer, for none of us really and truly remember our age. Yet it just happens to be an acceptable one. Surely I have guarded many cemeteries before this one, but do I recall even one of them? <laughs> Not even for a second. And if you were to ask me my age, well, my answer would be that I am around a thousand years. <laughs> I am a lonely troll. I am at all times on my own. Some of us trolls have families and communities, but those are never the cemetery types. Those can be found in the depths of forests or the highest peaks of mountains. They are the life force behind some of those places and keep such places in order, protected from harm. There are so many creatures of light and dark in this world, lurking in the shadows or dancing in the sunlight. If those are not kept in balance, this place can become quite frightening indeed. In fact, this is where all the curses come from, this sudden imbalance. Us trolls, we ensure things are always in order, and the world goes on as it should with our keen eyes on it. All other trolls get along well enough and... Certainly, they tend to differ from us, the cemetery trolls. The biggest difference being that my kind emerge from the depth of darkness and despair. I resemble neither a human nor an animal, and am happy to feast on any creature that happens upon me in the darkness. <laughs> the mountain trolls are picky about how they live and eat, which surely makes them look much friendlier than me. They only differ from the forest kinds by where they choose to live, which is the highest peaks of mountains. The forest trolls, who live in the depth of every large forest, are the best looking of our lot, living off of berries and waterfowl for the most part. <laughs> Some are so nice looking, they even resemble humans. Of course... It is possible for a human to become a forest or a mountain troll. Countless lost people, the ones that wander away from their homes or friends, find themselves among the trolls. Once you happen upon a mountain or a forest troll, there is no way out to escape your fate, for you will forget where you had come from. A human does not leave a troll family, but instead joins one suddenly believing that this has always been their abode and their way of life. And it is not a bad life, from what I hear at least. Us cemetery trolls tend to only keep to cemeteries and wander these grounds at night, nothing but our claws and sharp teeth to protect us from whatever might come. I am not as ugly as most of us are, for I have a soft patch of fur on my chest, of which I am very proud. Many wandering rats have whispered to me that most cemetery trolls don't have fur, and especially of such softness. I am not a vain brute, but I like my fur a lot, 
and display it to the creatures I try to impress, like lost souls that seem to have some hope about them. Sometimes it works when they put their icy cold fingers through my little patch, petting me softly like a disfigured cat. Meanwhile, I take advantage of such situation and whisper things into their ears, tell them how to shake off some of that misery that weighs them down so. And when they listen, oh, how fast they are freed! <laughs> and it is a benefit to me, too, having to look after one less soul. It is hard, exhausting work making sure no lost souls escape this cemetery to wander outside among the living. Surely that would be devastating. Aside from my furry patch, I am not much to look at. Cats hiss at me, and birds don't land on the branches above me. <sighs> but I take no offense. It helps to look the way I do, because it keeps the ghosts from escaping, them being terrified of me most of all. There were many a times where I had to chase a few ghosts around, them horribly frightened and thinking they were in hell. <laughs> I mostly do that to keep them from leaving the cemetery, although on some occasions I must admit I do chase them out of pure boredom. I'm not proud of doing that, but what else is a lonely troll to do? So, what compels this ugly creature to write like this to tell of his horrible and dark doings? Well, something happened to this fairly well-behaved troll. Something most extraordinary. I was taking my time climbing out of a newly dug-up grave, enjoying its fresh soil smell when, well, it was dark and I could have been wrong. I jumped from tombstone to tombstone until I got close to her. Yes, it was a young woman, as thin as a branch, and such a lovely branch at that... I stared, my ember-bright eyes narrowing on her silhouette. The young woman moved from one tombstone to the next, as if floating on air. I knew she was among the living, for she was not transparent like the rest, but quite real, made of the solid living stuff. I was intrigued. Of course, I have seen many living creatures before, there were kids sneaking into my cemetery after dark, testing out their own courage. Occasionally, I would blow on their hand or back of the neck just to remind them of where they were and see them scatter away like stones rolling down the steep slope. Well, she was not one of those. I could tell right away. Her countenance was sad filled with something even this ancient troll had not witnessed before. I jumped to another tombstone, landing quite close to the woman. 
The woman had no idea she was being watched by my humble self, this somewhat frightening companion. We were not yet friends, but I could feel something inside me stirring, making place for this creature, who seemed to be just as lonely as your narrator. So what was she looking for? Nothing in particular, it seemed. She wandered from tomb to tomb, seemingly in a daze. It was dark, of course, but to me, who moved effortlessly among ghosts and vile creatures like myself. She glowed like an angel. Of course, a beast like myself had never seen an angel, but I was sure upon my miserable life that she would look like one. There was something about her that gripped me powerfully, enchanted me. I looked into her dark eyes, her sullen features, her sunken cheeks, and thinning hair. There was something horrific about how she looked, unlike any living person, really, but so very beautiful. At least to his humble troll, she was a picture of grace and elegance. I followed her, completely unable to resist. How ghostly and dark this living woman was. I cherished that about her. My ancient heart waking up suddenly and beating for the first time in many centuries. The whole thing was too much for this troll to handle, and I had to stop and lie on top of a tombstone, utterly out of breath and looking at the stars for the first time in many hundreds of years. When I awoke from my musings, the beautiful living creature was gone, and I was overcome with a powerful feeling of loss and regret in the meantime. Well, that was just too bad. The night was young, and I took out my frustration on the innocent ghosts around me, hissing and scratching at them with more ferocity than ever before. The whole cemetery was buzzing with energy that night, until the sun chose to inflict its damaging rays upon us. This is when my anger melted away slowly, and I found myself slipping, slipping through the thin soil and onto a fresh coffin for my day's slumber. And what did I dream of? Of the lovely living creature, of course. How could this suddenly passionate troll forget the way her dark, thin hair flowed on the wind? And her downcast eyes shone through the thickening blackness. On the next episode of A Brief Love Memoir of a Cemetery Troll. I happily jumped on a tombstone and snatched a baby bat stuffing it into my mouth and enjoying its pleasant crunch. <laughs> then my skinny limbs felt heavy, full of something hot, as if something inside me woke up. I turned, and it was her, the woman. Thank you for listening to A Brief Love Memoir of a Cemetery Troll, a crawlspace media production of a Pi rational story, narrated by Danny Scott. This is a Glass Box Media Podcast.